When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You? What are we talking about again? <laughs> Vanessa? Who are we, ta- what are we talking about? <laughs> what you want to talk about? We, we talk about your cute sweater. Let's talk about it. Okay. Get into it. We're going to get into it. Well, we're going to start by saying hello and welcome everybody to the Birth Queen podcast. I have like my new sister and everything, Vanessa Bryant, with us today. This plant is in your face. Is it? Come on, green. Come on, green, with a little set design. I'm like, hold on, I can't see you. Okay, so Vanessa was like, what are we talking about? I'm like, there's so many things to talk about. I I, I am learning that I'm going to talk about a lot of things. But we're going to first start by asking you the really easy question. Mm. Who is... What's your maiden name? Johnson. (laughs) Who is Vanessa Johnson? (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is not an easy question. I feel like that's a, that's an in-depth question. (laughs) Do do I need to get some tequila? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) No. Um, No, Vanessa Johnson. Oh God, I haven't heard that in a long time. That's crazy. I know. I started kind of deep, huh? I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. I am a lover. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I am a connector. Mm-hmm. I'm a dancer <laughs> in mm-hmm. my spirit and my soul. I am. Did you like dance dance? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Dancing, all the things. Aww. Um, I am a lover of people. Yeah. I love people. The right ones, but, but people, <laughs> I have a heart for people. I am a nurturer. I am, God, what else am I? I love to write. All those creative things like fuel my soul, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer in God. I, what else? It's hard to identify yourself outside of your relationship and outside of your kids. Because okay. I really want to say so I'm a mother. Vanessa Bryant? A mother, mm-hmm. a wife, um, an entrepreneur, um, a creative still isn't that interesting though your creative was last it was last with bryant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i i like have goosebumps yeah. so i think that's where we start um okay so let's talk about and we're gonna have her husband on um soon but who is johnny bryant because then i think we can get to why your creative came last. Yeah. Well, Johnny Bryant is 
I'll let him give all of his adjectives. Yeah, he doesn't have to do all but his things. He but he works for the New York Knicks. He's mm-hmm. a coach in the NBA world and has been doing that now for, God, I think this is 11 seasons. Yes. When did Johnny grow up? Like- I know. So y'all, <laughs> you have to kind of tell the backstory. I will, I will. We're sisters now. I adopted her because... Um, Johnny and her knew each other growing up. They went to high school together and um, it took us too long to figure out that we loved each other. <laughs> he knew we would be I know in he love did. He for did. years. He did. He's been trying. So it's a really beautiful story. Johnny DM'd me. Um, he's not like a big social person, but found me. And then we followed each other, you know, on social. Um, and he was like, man, my wife wrote this book and I wanted to send it to her. And it was just... And I was so busy. It was right when I was doing Hamlet and Samuel was like 16 months old and I wanted to read it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a horrible person. I haven't read her book yet. And he's like, I think you guys would really hit it off. And I'm like, that's so sweet. But it took like five years of him trying to connect us before the other. Right. And and realizing that. So before it was also like I was in Utah, right? right? We were in Utah, you were here. And then whenever we were here, it was like realizing that we're actually very close. But it was a pandemic. So you guys moved, what, 2019? Yeah, it was like towards the end. It was 2020. So it was like the beginning of 2020. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then all that. Yeah. So it took us a while to figure out that you had moved out of the city a little bit and like we were closer. And anyway, it took us a while, but I'm so glad we figured it out. Yeah, we figured it out. But it was really sweet. He was like, I just feel like they would hit it off. And as soon as we... That Realized. first, like, lunch, whatever it was, we were just like, okay. This, yeah. This, yeah. I, well, no, thing. let's be real. You were like, I don't know if I'm going to like her. And then we liked each other. You I, didn't know what to well, expect. Well, I didn't know. You didn't know what to expect either. What you did he had, tell you? You know what? Girl dates are... Can we talk about it? Let's yeah. put a pot. Okay. Girl dates or new friend dates are hard. You literally have to kind of date a friend, a new friend. You have to yeah, date new relationships I'm are not hard. a no new friend, but I'm, I'm sort of. Kind of. <laughs> exactly. Because it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to, and I didn't think I was like that, but then you move outside of your circle and you realize, oh, I haven't had to meet new people in a really long time. Right. And I don't really like it. <laughs> I don't really like it. So I was apprehensive. Like, you never know. Like, Johnny's word is pretty good, but like, sometimes <laughs> what your husband think you're going to like versus what you like is a little different. No. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh, okay, like maybe, you know, whatever. She we'll, was real yeah. sweet. She was like, uh, we'll see. <laughs> and so, but then we met and I was like, this is great. Like, I loved our conversation. It was so easy to talk to you. Yeah. Um, it was super refreshing. I felt like I hadn't had just like an authentic, like conversation, just getting to know somebody and relating on so many levels. Um, I felt like because you knew Johnny, that was a layer too, that was very easy to open up about. Yeah. Um, Cause when we dive into like, yeah, some of the, the challenges or sacrifices that I've made for purposes of his job. Right. It's hard to speak about that to everybody. Not everybody understands. They see the glitz, the glam and the glitter. And they think that you shouldn't complain about anything. And they don't recognize or realize, or even just acknowledge that there's, it comes with challenges. It comes with difficulty. It comes with sacrifice. Yeah. And, um, I feel like we were even able to dive into that a little bit because, um, and, and it was fine because you understood Johnny as just Johnny before he was this. And Mm -hmm. then you've also been experienced in a world similar where, yeah, it's, it's not easy. No, it's not. Um, so 
I I think it's important that people know y'all. First of all, we this, this is an example of black love, honey. Yeah. Y'all been together for eight. Yeah, it'll be eighteen years. years. Yes, eighteen years. Okay, and married for he'll crack up because I forget, but thirteen I think July will be fourteen. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. Shh, don't tell I'll be forgetting. Um, nine carried to one. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> So you guys met in Utah. So Johnny and I are from Oakland. Yep. He went to school in Utah. Yep. He, um, y'all, it was sweet. Y'all met at church. We did. We met at church. We were low-key kind of like set up because I thought he was cute. He was refreshing. Listen, in Utah, there's not a whole lot of folks that you don't know already. Mm -hmm. That's for one. And for two, like he was just... So I could tell right away, like, he's not from here. You know what I mean? Like, who is mm-hmm. this new cute cat? Like, where are you from? He would sit with one of my friends. And I was like, who is that? You know? Right. Um. So he, my friends knew I was, like, kind of intrigued and interested in him. And a lot of them also felt like he would be a good match. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they kind of played the okie doke with us. Like, oh, she thinks you're cute. And he, they were telling me, oh, he thinks you're cute. And they really kind of set us up. Because, I mean, he was cute. I did think he was cute. Right. But I wasn't really, like, going to chase, chase it. You know? I was just yeah. like, it, I, who's that? You know? We don't do that. Yeah. We don't chase. We just, you know. So, <laughs> But he eventually got the number. Uh-huh. And um, we hit it off immediately. Like, it was so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we were super young, but we both have old souls. I yeah. feel like so. I think we both were pretty certain what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it just flowed. I think it's sweet though because I got over the holiday to meet your parents, and they also yeah. have been together, yeah, forever for a long time since yeah. they were super young. Yep. So I always find that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Johnny. So Johnny played basketball, and then. I just I want the only reason it seems like it's Johnny focused, but there's uh, there's yeah, a the, there's a point. It's to an this. intersection. Right. So yeah. so basically, you know, he's playing ball. Then he played overseas for one year. right? Yeah. About one season. And then you went I to nursing back. school. Yeah, it was a nursing school. So we dated all through college. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, honey, like, listen, my goals are set. I'm going to finish nursing school. I love you so much. But. We are not, I'm not going to Germany with you because I'm not giving up everything I've worked hard for. And he respected that and mm-hmm. um, understood. So we we knew we were going to do this long distance thing for a while. And because he was entering the space of put, playing professionally and overseas, like sincerely, we didn't know how long that was going to be. Like, you know, sometimes you get into that space and you're doing that for years on years on years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and I wanted him to um, pursue his passion. He wasn't done with basketball. Basketball wasn't really done with him, or so it didn't mm-hmm. feel like, you know? Um, and so we we respected and supported each other enough, um, but uh, I was kind of like, also, I still am in college, and you're going overseas. Like, I did kind of want to ensure that I had some sort of feeling that this was going to be secured, right? Like are we doing this, doing this, or are we going to act like we're doing it, but not really be serious about each other? And Mm -hmm. again, old soul nature, we both felt like we're serious. And if we're serious, then, you know, what is the next step? Well, the next step is marriage, you know? And so, um, we, he proposed before he left 
And um, it was a complete shock. Like we had talked about it for sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't have my ring. I know. I was today. like, I was like, uh-uh, where's her ring? I was like, oh, we we dropping bombs today. <laughs> She's like, oh, we not talk about that today because we I don't got my ring on. Today. I know, no. I was like, I left over champagne. Sometimes I let my hands breathe because you get like tan lines and they swell no, when it's cold. And I used to changes. always get like, um, you know, when you do the dishes with it and it yeah. burns your skin. Yes. So I do let my skin. No, you're so that's right. a lesson. Sorry. I mean, when you've been when you've been in the game for a long time, you can do that without looking at each other. And go, where your ring at? Is that a sign? You know, like. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, we got these kids in this house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, Anyway, he proposed. It, we had talked about it, but I wasn't sure it was going to happen. My parents, although they got married young and stuff, I think there was still a concern because my mom did. Like, they got married, like, proposed, got married. She moved to Liberia with my dad. Yeah. 18 years old. Oof. Okay. So I think that there was this fear that I was maybe going to do the same thing. Like, drop everything, go. And he was going overseas. He so was going overseas. So she probably had that yeah. exact same and they were like, like you, They know how hard I worked to be at the point I was in school and et cetera, what have you. And so they were just like, it's not that we don't love Johnny. We love Johnny. We want y'all to get married, but we want you to finish school and, like, you know. Be your own woman. Be your own woman, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, ah. This is devastating, you know, like, you know, you don't respect my decisions. And at that age, I mean, I was 20, 20. Yeah. Um, Barely. Um, You think, you know, it all, you know, so I was like, so upset. Anyways, um, we we did end up getting married, but not until after he came back. So we were engaged for a year almost. Got married that summer. I was 21. He was 23. So young. I mean, babies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like nobody... T- I mean, everybody's like, that's such a cute story. And it is. What I do say, though, is that... <laughs> <laughs> it's not for the faint at heart. Like, it no. takes work. Because over that time, and like you said, this is this is a conversation about intersection, right? Because, yes, you're your own person, but when you embark in a relationship so early that lasts so long right who you become has so much to do with each other and who each other is and how you you know what I mean yeah and so um what I will say about the difficulties in our relationship is that we've grown up a lot you know like from 20 to now 35 I'm a whole different woman. He's a whole different man. I know Johnny kind of like a man. I'm like, yeah. Like even for you, you're kind of like, sometimes you're like, oh, I got to take you serious. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was raiding, raiding his wine fridge. Yeah, I know. And he got grown man wine and stuff. It's real. And so we do have to like, you have to continually get to know each other. And I think that, you know, it would be interesting to hear his take on my evolution as a woman. Because yeah, I think be that's nice what to this... do an episode just with him sure. without you. Yeah, because yeah. I think that that's also what this conversation is about is like the evolution of a woman. Like, who am I now? Like that that question that you ask now versus who I was, what still exists, you know, mm-hmm. what has changed or morphed, what has taken priority yeah. You know, and what do I have to also learn to not always take priority? Like, yeah. Do you, you know? feel, I don't know how to ask this, but I remember when we all 
because because Johnny and I hadn't seen each other in mm. so long, right? And then mm. I met you, and then I at that time I came over with just myself with the, before bringing the kids. And I remember Johnny being like, what he remembered about the baby Rachel. Ah. But what I heard in him is that he saw me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did you hear? He was very clear about who I was, mm-hmm. where I was going in my life. For sure. And the type of partner I needed in that journey. Mm-hmm. But I, and so I, I heard, received that from him. And I'm curious because clearly as a young man, I mean, before he even met you, so he was like a baby baby. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I'm a little bit older than him. Is that I wonder if he, you know, of course there was that attraction piece. So mm-hmm. I think that not clouds, but it's different, right? Than sure. a friendship. Did he see the woman in you? I would say yes. Okay. Because I think it's characteristics, right? That mm-hmm. like the foundation, the core of who right. I am. Right. I think that's what attracted I him to me. I think that's why he married you. Yeah. So I would think that. But then I guess the second part of that question is, so he saw that he was attracted to it. He cleaved to it. He married it. Yeah. But did he then, that's tough, right? Because yeah. he's developed, figuring out what his life is going to be mm-hmm. as a man and in that difficult space of being a basketball player. And then what 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 do you do after? Is there still space for Vanessa's woman to grow? Yeah. And, and that, I think it's learning, right? Okay. It's learning because even as, so for an example, um, communication style, okay? When I was younger, I was much more passive in my communication. Okay. okay I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I don't want to conflict, avert. No, mm-mm. we're not going to talk about it. I'm I think just, that's evolved a little bit. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> <laughs> so... For Johnny, it's like he always respected my um, independence or my assertiveness, but then getting used to me being able to speak up maybe in the moment Mm -hmm. or how I communicate is a little different because I was so passive before. Don't want to hurt no feelings. Don't want to... And that's that girl thing. yeah. Yeah. So I would say like elements of that still require shifting Mm. right and then even for me like this is the story when he was playing basketball johnny was very good he's six foot doesn't have a whole lot of height right he was on a team that wins and losses whatever so not the best opportunities were presented for him to be in the nba as a player right but skill wise everybody Everybody Girl, my said, daddy still, I brought up Johnny and that was a long time ago. He's like, I remember when I walked into the gym at Bishop O'Dowd, that yeah. boy can jump. Right. <laughs> like he skilled, yeah. very skilled. And it's mm. not a biased opinion. Sincerely, very right. skilled. Right. And so he was in conversations of like, it's maybe it's a possibility. And and we talk about this a lot. Like the NBA has shifted a lot. Um, size wise, size game. wise, and game wise. So, yeah. like, if he was playing now, right, like he we would be having a whole lawyers, different, right? We would be right. having a whole different conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting timing, right? But mm-hmm. um, God's timing is everything. So we're not questioning it. But there were conversations, and friends would ask me often, like, if Johnny goes to the NBA, like, what are you gonna do? That's gonna be crazy. Like, how about that life? And I was like, if Johnny goes to the NBA. I'm going to say, I love you so much that I'm going to let you do your thing. Like, that's not for me. Like, they would laugh. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm serious. Like, I love him enough to know that's not the life for me. And I love myself enough to know 
that's not the life for me. But what a sense of humor God has, right? Like, because <laughs> coach's wife is worse. What? Harder. Harder in a lot of ways. And hard people is don't, hard. People need, break that down. Like, yeah. okay, in the NBA, you have how many games, Vanessa? 81 on a regular season. Okay. If you go to the playoffs. Then. <laughs> if you go preseason, to the champion, Right. This, yeah. So when when does he not work? <laughs> was that, a, that was a stupid question. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah, I think what's I mean, hard is hard. I don't want to take anything away from anybody. Hard is hard. No, but but, but you, I don't need you. Okay, pause. Today, Vanessa's gonna talk about her experience. Yeah. Regardless of anybody else's, because sure. it's your experience. And so why I have you on and why you're gonna be candid, and I will share as well. So we it's a safe space. And why she also feels safe to talk to me is because I was married yep. to a professional football player. Yeah. So I understand. Yeah. I understand, understand being an injured player's wife. Yeah, yeah. Retirement and CTE. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, sure. Rest of that story later. But right. So it is different. It's it's, and that's it's why to be that's why we're unpacking it. Yeah. You know, you go to practice, but it's not like they don't come home and they're done. It's like mm-hmm. you got to have conversations with players. So be available anytime you maybe need to be available. If they want to get an extra practice in, you got to watch film so that you can break that down. So even when they're home, they don't get to turn the switch off. And I think that that's right. the biggest difference in the off season. Same thing. They need to be available to go train. They need to be doing their education, their study, they're building their development of players. Right. So it just doesn't, there's no, the time that they are required to do or be physically at things is different, but there's no off season for Johnny. And, um, yeah. So God has a sense of humor because I, (laughs) it was legit. I was like, once he came back from Germany and he, you know, we had prayed, we had fasted because he was tossing with this idea. He had a very successful year. And people were like, you know, overseas life is really kind of crazy, but there's a lot of different leagues and blah, blah, blah. Like there was so much talk about Johnny's going to go here. He's going to be good. Like he, he was having the best year of his basketball career, mm-hmm. but he was not happy. Mm. And he's like, I just, again, old soul. Um, he just said, I don't see longevity in this, not because I can't play, but because I'm over here. But the people I love are over there. Once we have kids, what does that mean for our life? And then sometime, at some point, retirement is going to happen. And then I have to figure out what next. Mm -hmm. And the basketball world, especially overseas, is very volatile. Like, not Mm -hmm. every team and every contract. You can have a contract and they still not pay you. You got to get the lawyers in on it. And it can be crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So overseas contracts are not guaranteed? They are, but it's shady business sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, like, you could have a full-on contract, but you're like, last week my check was supposed to come and it hasn't. And that's common. Like, people don't talk about That's very common, even on some they of the just best don't teams. Pay you. But the best teams usually have a reputation for, like, you going to get paid and, you know, whatever, what have you. But, like, yeah, so then you have to go, you fight it or whatever. But it can be a lot. So he mm-hmm. just saw through all that. Mm-hmm. And he was just like... I think I'm ready to start my life now and not wait for however many years later and then have to figure out what next. Isn't he one of the youngest coaches? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So it was 
a really smart decision for him. And it didn't happen right away, right? So he I, he makes that decision. He comes home. He had asked me, you know, let's pray about it together again. Foundation and God, like old souls. Like he was like, I'm not going to jump to a conclusion. And inside I'm like, oh, nigga. Like, not because I wanted him to be done, but I just... I also was nervous about what this meant. I was open and willing and like I was committed. I was ready, but it felt like a breath of fresh air because I was just like, okay, I can visualize this life better. Mm -hmm. If that was more familiar, it was more familiar having your man at home versus in Germany. Right. That's unfamiliar outside of being an army wife. Yeah. Who else really knows that? Right. Nobody. So, um, I was kind of relieved, but also, understood that that's a hard decision for him to make because that means mm-hmm. like I'm I'm hanging up something that I'm super passionate about. So he makes that decision and that next year or two was a bit of a transition. I go to work um, as a nurse, pediatric oncology nurse, loving it. He comes back home, gets a position with the University of Utah and with um, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, actually, mm-hmm. in their corporate office and stuff. It works his way up. Like, he was killing it. Um, but he's not ha- – I mean, he's just – it's a job, you know? Like, he's not super happy about it, I can tell. And one day he's like, I've been thinking about running a skills academy. And I'm like, okay, you know, what What does that look like for you? And he's like, you know, training kids, maybe training some professional guys, um, you know, it will be an investment. Um, but what do you think about this? And I was like, I think you should do it. At the time there was, everybody was like AAU focused yeah. or whatever. We talked a lot about building a program because both of us are so passionate, have always been about pouring into people, right. kids, skill development, like, but not just skills in basketball, but life skills. So I was like, I would love to help you with that. Like, you know, we talked about that and that would kind of give us this different, like, it's not just about basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing like that especially in Utah. And so he starts that. I become like the breadwinner for us as we embark. And I told him, listen, you got three good years. We ain't chasing no sinking ship, (laughs) you know, forever and ever. Because eventually I want to have kids. I want to have stability. I want to have, you know, let's see what three years give us. And if we're not meeting where we need to be or growing at least, then we'll reevaluate. On that three-year mark, at that point in time, he had grown to – he could tell you the number about kids. Um, people were wanting to invest to give him buildings. He had so many professional players, most of the jazz. So they were like, who is this guy that y'all are training with? They brought him in, basically gave him an opportunity right on the spot. And he was just like... At the jazz? hmm Wow. And that was his entry into the league. So, you know, you look back at all of that and you go, wow, like... Like by 25? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. 20, yeah, about 25 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy, you know, mm-hmm. like. Because like a was, lot of guys, like my yeah, girlfriend's husband went to Duke, played overseas for a chunk of years, and mm-hmm. then went back to Duke to coach. Right. But like he was more grown, you know, yeah. before. And that's okay, too. Like you bring in another set of experiences. I'm just but giving it's him just his like, flowers. I think it's yeah. just. I, it's is very mature. It's um, it's it's a lot, you know. I mean, and he clearly loved you, but like to pivot back to Vanessa, I think I they needed kind of to understand that and where you were in that because really, you know, I think the first question is, were you happy as a nurse? I was okay. 
I loved it. Like I was like, I, I, I knew right away I wanted to do pediatrics, um, was evolving in that space. I went back to school to get my master's in business administration because I was like, I want to be the chief nursing officer of a hospital one day. Cause I got really into like some of my supportive, supportive roles, I mm-hmm. guess in the hospital became, and for my floor, like became administrative work, process improvement. Like at that time when I went back for my master's, I was more on the outpatient side. I was care coordin- a care coordinator and I had helped them develop like this whole care coordination program because at the time it was only offered to Let me palliative. find out. You're going to be running all the programming for Birth Queen, girl. Oh, come on. I will help you. I love that stuff. Pause video. Let's chat. No, just kidding. <laughs> Wait. Liz, that is like... Like run, create and run me. programs, home, For but caring. so I was in Wait, pediatric, on, amazing, I was, right? Okay, I was in pediatric oncology, right? Mm-hmm. And these children, in one day, <laughs> them and their families are hit with all of this information, right? And then they're expect to navigate, expected to navigate this world that is so overly complex. So when I first started as a care care coordinator it was only available to palliative patients meaning they were going to pass away and that was a whole lot of other things they had to coordinate but in my mind I'm like this yes they need support but so do the rest of these other families and kids that like I don't know what chemo this chemo means and this med and where I have to be and I have seven appointments tomorrow and like I'm supposed to navigate that and how many people are going to call me and how many doctors do I have to talk to and so I just became overly passionate about, I will help y'all create this program, but this is why we need it. And so that led me to, oh, I want to be in hospital administration and figure out how to help these patients navigate this space. It's hard, right? And so I had to be in meetings with the chief nursing officer and I was like, tell me more about what you do. And so then it was like, ah, that's what I want to do. Nonetheless, went to school, had a baby. Johnny's in this. Johnny, so certain people we won't name names. Be like, by the way, right? I know, I know how to run shit. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Johnny was, you know, doing the player development stuff. He was traveling. I was working. We wanted to start a family. We start a family. I have my daughter. I'm. I have my daughter. I'm in nursing. Uh, back in school, not nursing school, but back in um getting college, getting my mm-hmm. master's, and just took on an assistant manager position while building their care coordination program. I was overwhelmed to say the least. And I just knew I could do it all. Like I I was so excited to transition into motherhood. And I was like, I I watched my mom do it too. Like a, a boss mom, like she would go to, go to work. She went, she also went back to school while we had, I remember her doing homework. I remember going to classes with her. Um, so I just felt like if she could do it, I could do it, mm-hmm. you know? And all of the sudden, I remember specifically, there was one day that I was trying to rush out the door. Johnny was on a road trip and um, I was trying to rush out the door. Janessa starts throwing up all over me. I have a meeting at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Okay. So we're, I'm trying to rush to get her to the daycare. Um, she throws up all over me. I have to start all over. <laughs> the day. And then I'm also like, is she sick? Cause you know, babies is like, are you sick or did you just throw up your bottle? You know? And I was like, okay, she doesn't have a temperature. I think she's okay. Let me call them and make sure she's okay to come. She was okay to come. I was rushing in. They couldn't check her. And I like just 
anxiety. And it was normal. Like that was normal, but it was tipping me mm-hmm. over the edge to where I got to my seat at my job and I was running a little late for the meeting and somebody just said, are you okay? And I just, like, it makes me want to cry right now. I just started wailing. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. You know, yeah. I was just like so overwhelmed. I was just running to everything. And you know. Yeah, you're chasing your life. Chasing and never getting there. And always feeling like I was behind and never good enough at anything. And I wasn't there for my daughter. And I couldn't stay to make sure she was actually not sick because I had a meeting to go to. And I'm dropping her off and saying bye and hoping it goes well. And I rush into the meeting and they're looking at me crazy because I'm young and whatever. And like, shouldn't probably be in this position is probably what they're thinking or what I felt like, you know, and I'm now I'm late. And then I have 10 homework assignments that are due by tomorrow. It was just, I called Johnny in that moment after I like gathered myself and I was like, I can't do it. Like I tried, you know, she's like, um, maybe six months at this point. I tried to do it and I can't. And this is what I know for certain. I know I don't want to quit school because I always want to have that under my belt. Mm -hmm. And I can't quit being a mom. And I actually want to be a better mom. And I feel like this that's the one thing I'll regret the most if I'm not able to show up for. Mm-hmm. A job I'll always have. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk to them if you're okay about me just pausing where I'm at right now. And... You know, I felt again, I felt bad, too, because I would just take in the assistant manager role and I was almost done building their care coordination program. Like there was so much. So we agreed to like I'll stay for a couple months to like finalize the care coordination stuff to transition somebody new in. Everybody was so supportive. My boss was kind of like, do you recognize that? And she's like, I'm not saying this to deter you, but yes, you'll always have your job, but you probably won't be able to start back from here. You'll have to start all over again. Like, and that's the nursing role, you know? So she's like, if you're okay with that, because they were trying to say, be part-time. And I was like, I respect that, but I already know that that part-time will mean full-time work, (laughs) but part-time pay. Because it's just not, it's not my, it's not my energy to be part-time, you know, like one foot in, one foot out. And the work itself is not part-time. It's so hard to be like, sorry guys, I'm only here for, but everything else happens Monday through Friday. Right. You know, you're always catching up. So I was like, I actually think I'll feel worse. Yeah. Cause every time I step back in here, I'll be behind. Yeah. Um, but I appreciated that. And I, and I was like, it's just a, it's a risk that I'm willing to take, you know? So I did, I stayed at home with Jay and like, at first I was so, I was like, I could breathe again. Like Mm. the anxiety had really calmed down. Because I had even gone to the doctor. Now I recognize it was anxiety. I thought it was postpartum depression. Okay. Um, I was highly anxious, I think. So we tried medicine for a while, but like it wasn't really working. But once I was home, I was able to self-regulate a little bit better. Yeah. And then maybe like four months, five months went by. And and then I was like, what is my life? You know, Mm -hmm. like it's very quiet here. Mm -hmm. There's just... I just talked to a baby. It felt like I lost a lot of my friends because it's easy to have friends when you're at work. Mm-hmm. You know, you see some, you see hu- like adult humans every day. Um, I've missed it. I like grieved that life. But then I'm like, how do I say that to anybody? Because everybody that knows me knows this was my choice. Right. 
you know? And I'm super grateful for it because how many of us can have that opportunity? Right. It's a privilege it's to a be privilege. able to stay I recognize home. the right. privilege. Right. So then it's like, how do you say that out loud? So then it became this stuffing, you know, holding everything in, never speaking about how I felt or how heavy my day was mm-hmm. because there was no outlet. You know what I mean? I just, I mean, it's important to, for people to understand, like, even when you stay at home all day with the baby, you need time to yourself. And that's what I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't know like, how to get and that. Because you don't contribute to... financially doesn't mean you don't deserve to spend money right. on yourself or spend time right. with yourself. And that was a new dynamic for us, too. Because I'm like, now I don't have, I mean. Yeah. And that's a whole other conversation, right? Between husband, finances. wife, and finances yeah. and how you bring it together. But now I didn't have my own coming in. So I felt really guilty about taking out, you know, for me, it was a lot to navigate. Yeah. So I just started to, and you're still like growing up, right? Like you... I was, I was 27 when I had Janessa. Right. So literally still, still growing up. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. And, and oh, by the way, you're being a wife too. To right. Coach in the NBA. Yeah. Who's gone quite a bit throughout the year also. Yeah. Um, navigating mother, the newness of motherhood. So I think that's also something that birth queen in general needs to talk more about too. Mm-hmm. But women as a whole need to talk. It's not instant. Like we're, na- we're nurturing by nature. Right. But your transformation into motherhood, there's some navigating. It's some shifting of who you are. It's some reprioritization of like, how, how do I carve the space and time for myself? Having to think about that versus not having to think about that yeah. ever. Like, that's hard. People always say, like... But you have to be conscious, like, really... Correct. Like, I'm very tenacious about Rachel. Mm. Caring for Rachel. Yeah. Not being a mom, not... Because yeah. n- that has to... Ha- like, kids have to be taken care of. You got to go to work. Fine. But what what I find is with women, mothers is we put Vanessa last... And, you know, Vanessa and Rachel have to come first. Mm -hmm. And that's not selfish. It's actually, it's the airplane analogy. Yeah. You're like, well, why would I put the mask on myself before my baby? Because if you dead, who are you going to take care of? Yeah. Yeah. Like legitimately, what is this in the air? Legitimately, my girlfriend, her mom is ill, like on hospice. You know, she's got two small kids. Her husband works like odd like really early in the morning to like after she worried about him and the kids and her mama and her daddy and it she with the week of christmas almost died of sepsis oh she had a gallbladder infection and it was like sepsis wow and she was like i kind of had pain but you know whatever and thank god her husband was like baby what are you what you talking about like what's going on Oh, it hurts, but I'm fine. And he was like, no. Mm -hmm. Mm, Wow. We could have lost her. And she was so worried about everybody. And I'm sharing this without her name. Because she, sepsis ain't no joke. But you're a nurse. Yeah. You will die. Die. We, I could have lost my friend because she is so committed yeah. to putting everyone else first. And that's not uncommon. No. Like and so as caretakers us, and yeah. mothers, like this shit is real. Absolutely. 
if you are not listening and yes, you feel bad, but it's like, and if you're nurturing by nature or caretaker by nature, like some of those adjectives I said right away, right? right? Like I'm, that is who I am at my core. So it's very easy for me to step into that space and not take care of me. Yeah. You know, I was, I was so caught up in that, that I had lost all my ability to even think about myself at yeah, all. Yeah. And I didn't really recognize that was contributing to how I was feeling, you know? Which affects everything. And this, it does. this is what I want women, you know, I, yes, partnership after kids is hard. Supporting your man yeah. and his dreams is hard and all that. But if you're not taking care of you, then it's, it's irresponsible to be upset at your partner. Yeah. Because then you're no longer the person they fell in love with. Yep. So I think if we have to understand that we can't have the partnership we want, the career we want, the motherhood journey we want until we're a whole person. Absolutely. You own, you have, you have the agency, right? And the responsibility to ensure that you are taking care of you. Mm-hmm. And while partnership should also you should be you should be caring enough about each other that you check in you ask right you say hey i i've noticed you know but it's not anybody else's job no you that know, was like you the best to, thing my therapist could teach me it's not do not wait at home job. for him to make you happy baby yeah go make you happy and, and nobody can make you happy if you can't advocate for what it is that makes you happy or know what it is. You you have to know. Yeah, right. exactly. You have to know what it is and then advocate for it. And we can't speak to it if we haven't just done that self-check, that self-work. Yeah. And that's, long story short, we could dive into so many things, but it led me to writing. It led me to a new journey of self-discovery, right, that really led me on this path of who am I now? I am a mentor of women to help them do that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I am a self-care mentor. That's what I tell people. Like, I want women to understand that their self-worth is so important. It's so foundational to everything else. Yeah. Everything else that you'll do. Because I had wrapped up my worth in my job. And once that was gone, I felt like my self-worth was. But Mm. it was so wrong. Mm -hmm. So once you find your self-worth, for yourself, just by yourself, who you are, irrespective of what you do, mm-hmm. you can do anything. Right. Or who you're with or all of that. Absolutely. Right. So that's the work that I'm in now, like just helping women reaffirm themselves and to acknowledge that you're worthy. Like that is that it sounds simple, but that is the work that I want to do. I want women to know you're worthy. There are so many of us that are sick with the disease of lacking self-worth and it is corrupting us so slowly. Like we, and it, it, it's easy, right? Like societal pressures, all this social media stuff, like comparison fatigue, it all compiles to tear at our self-worth. Mm-hmm. So what's your take? Because, you know, we've talked about this on yeah. mom guilt. How do you deal with that? Or how does it's it real, affect you? Right. There's the, there is it. It exists. You know, there's people that are like, it shouldn't exist. It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's there. I think that mom guilt, we have to remove mm-hmm. from our minds. Like, I think in the easiest way that we do that is we have to acknowledge, OK, there you go again, mom guilt. 
I'm not going to let you win today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and do X, Y, and Z for myself so that I can build my self-worth, so that I can show up and be my best self in motherhood, in partnership, in my job. Mm -hmm. And it's simply just acknowledging like, hey, you exist, you're present here, but I'm not going to allow you to take over my mind, my thoughts, my decisions. Right. Um, and right, easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. But you have to slowly start practicing it. Yeah. And it's real. I think that that is one of the first things that's very hard to deal with as maybe a first-time mom. Yeah. Is that all of a sudden, again, like I said, you have to think about more than just yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't slip into thinking about this more than you think about you though you know and that's really mom guilt like oh there you go thinking about you again well yeah i should absolutely yeah i should be thinking about yeah me. did you eat today yeah did exactly you drink some water yeah and it's like basic things you know you know i can talk about self-care and taking your care of yourself inside out outside in but it's also just like you know i hate this oh i got to shower today like what that ain't no thing to be proud of like i know you know what I, it, yeah. it's like the bar is so low of like the bar is low yeah no we are queens and deserve to be treated as mm-hmm. such both by society our partners our family and ourselves and one yeah. another yeah you know i mean and that's the other thing is that i want to highlight um you know almost like in a way where we can wrap up and tell us what you're doing with you know how you were able to you know refocus on Vanessa and build, but we do support one another. And so what's so important, Mm -hmm. women do support women, black women support black women. And a lot of the things I'm this journey that I'm on right now, I wish I could, you know, kind of have a BTS, you know, moments capturing the beauty of us dropping our kids off of school, being no makeup, hair in a messy bun, coming over, supporting each other's visions and dreams, texting each other, knowing that when we're not hearing from each other, somebody ain't all right. Leaning in, not like, how are you? I'm fine. That's some bullshit. What do you really let? Yeah, we gonna unpack (laughs) this shit. We got an AirPod in as we (laughs) cook and dinner and kids are screaming and we're just making time to check in on each other. And so it's important to have that, that circle of support. And I think all friends are good, but it is very important to have friends that have been through what you've been through and are actively going through what you're going through. So you really feel seen. Absolutely. And that you don't have to explain. I was on the phone the other day with Rachel and the kids weren't feeling it and they're, mommy, and she's like, uh, she's like, I'm gonna let you go. I love you. And we hung up and she said, I love you. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Yep. And it, it made me cry because she's like, like you're doing a good job. I don't job. have to say anything. I love but you. But you see you, me. Yes. And that affirmation hard. and acknowledgement that you see me means so much. And you just need to be reminded sometimes. And I agree with you. Like, also, what I'm doing right now is connecting women, right? Because as much as women can be toxic for each other i want to break that narrative down it doesn't have to and be like stop. that it and it isn't always that and it way it isn't always that's what they want to i sell. had a conversation the yeah. other day with a woman who just came up to me randomly and she started sharing her story and she was like tell me what you do when i said i am an advocate for women and i c- cultivate opportunities for us to gather and for us to feel empowered and um she was like oh, that sounds great, but that has never been my experience and I just do not believe in women's empowerment. 
And I said, that makes me so sad. Yeah. And she was so passionate about that. And she completely shut down after like I told her what I do and like even the upcoming event. She was just like, I just don't believe in it. And she's like, I just, I stand on my own. And I was like, you know, I would argue that one, you haven't been introduced to the right women. Right. 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 And two, we have to be conscious about the walls that we put up and what that potentially shuts out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes light with that, can't come in if you shut yourself in the darkness. Exactly. Yeah. So um, sometimes <clears throat> the circles reflect our own right, our own walls, our our own energy that we're putting mm-hmm. out there. You mm-hmm. won't get you won't get what you hope back. But you're right. If I look back over where I've come to, my growth, my evolution as a woman, my community has been huge, and my community of women in particularly, mm-hmm. in particular pouring into me, showing me like, hey, it's okay. And this is how you can potentially get to where you're trying to go, right? That's important too. And just the small affirmations of other people, right? Like confirming and, and affirming. And seeing the, the seeing BTS, like, right? Yeah, when I couldn't see it for myself anymore. Not just courtside. Right. Like I, I know how many days you're alone doing yeah. all the things and then the one gets get sick and then the next one and then you got to go yeah. to the game and then you got to get dressed for the game and take the kids to the game yeah. and then they got to be and then childcare and then is that the going to... It's just... And, and building. Yeah. Building. Unleashed. And what are you building? Unleashed. Unleashed is coming to New York City. And Rachel's going to be one of our speakers. I'm so excited. But Unleashed is really about, it's a summit, right? It's a summit for women. It's an opportunity for women to sincerely come and be poured into, yep. I always say, mind, body, and soul. That's important because yep. it's not, it's a holistic approach to empowerment. We're not just coming and throwing the holy speak- trinity. It is, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Like, we're not just coming and saying, we're going to talk at you all day, but like, you're going to do the work. You're going to feel something. You're going to yeah. move your body. That's so key. So I want people, because I have a girlfriend doing that now. She's a strong Aries and she started therapy and, you know, I was messing with her because I'm an emotional Pisces. She was like, yeah, I don't, y'all be crying all the time. And so it's it's unpack, it's unleashing. It's literally unleashing her yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so I told her, you know, it's like, um, oh, shoot, I had a good analogy. But I said, you know, you're taking it all out. Like yeah. you're conmarring your mm-hmm. insides. Mm-hmm. Right. So if anybody's conmarried, I have. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. You have to take everything out. You're not like picking a couple things out of your closet that throw away. Everything. They make you throw everything. And that's such a good analogy. You're conmarring your insides, right? So that therapy, that's kind of what she's feeling. I said, so you can't expect it to one session. You're done. Yeah. I remember the shoes for me. It made me cry. I had so many shoes and I was like, okay, my closet needs me to do this. Yeah. And I was like, what? (laughs) is this about like yeah why and it felt like a holding on but Mm -hmm. then a shoe has like memories oh yeah more than a shirt yep and I had shoes from my and I'm like why do I why am I holding on to this or what memories are there and I broke down and and I had been so strong get rid of it get rid and then the shoe thing I felt I was like and you have to keep doing it. You do your, you know, you do your clothes, then you do your shoes, then you do your jewelry, then you do your papers, then you do your books, then you do yeah. your kitchen, then you do. And girl, it's a lot. I have a person. She's amazing. But 
it, it was a lot. And I think what we have to realize is doing the work is messy, it's but messy. so worth it. Yeah. And then I think and you clear all yeah. that cut, clutter out, right? Yeah. Cause you're clearing the clutter, clutter out. And what unleashed is about is really clearing that mental clutter. Yep. Clearing, creating space. And we're not giving you something that's new. Right. No. We are allowing you to tap into what already exists. That's why it's called Unleashed. I'm just saying. Take it, yeah. Open this all the way up so that we can unleash what's inside of you and you can remember. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. It's not that it's not in you already or that you don't know. You just sometimes have to create the opportunity, the space to remember what's there, what already exists. And these speakers and this meditation and these movement will give you that opportunity to just open up a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. And to water the seed that's already there. Mm -hmm. So that's really what it is. And, um, it's going to be a beautiful experience. I'm so excited. It's my second one Mm -hmm. on this level. I've been doing women's events on a smaller basis, which I'll continue to do. And hopefully more of those also, but this is kind of the one, like, this is my passion project. This is the one that has pulled everything, all of my experiences. I feel all of my connections. Um, and it's in one place, right? Um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm very proud very, of you. Thank you. Very and happy that you get to I think too, it's like doing the work can be messy and hard, but also like activating your dreams, right? And I want to honor the fact that I think it is harder in in ways to be the wife of a New York Knicks coach. Yeah. And 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 please know that she's had she had to put a lot of your life on hold to make sure your sure. family stayed together. It's a lot of sacrifice yep. and you have had dreams inside of you. But I think sometimes when you're like, now I have this husband who has this notoriety, who makes this salary, you know, y'all fly private sometimes, all that fancy stuff. <laughs> but then now you're like, well, if I start my, to, to activate my dreams, it's not going to be at the level of he, yeah. you know, but you can't compare like, isn't that interesting though? There's a lot of, um, competition in relationships. That's a whole nother conversation. There's a lot right. of competition in relationships. You have to be very careful because again, you could easily, to your point, I could attach my worth based off of judging it to his scale, right? Like if yeah. it's not on this scale, then I'm not doing what I need to be doing or I'm not meeting my mark or how do I about no. We're going to let that yeah, go. Yeah, and not you know what doing that, is? that. Yeah. That's that's that negative self-talk. Because their dad would in. tell me, like, when I would do my plays, he said, it's a lot of work. It's eight shows a week. Yeah. I had a baby. I, th- I did a show pregnant with Samuel, and I did three in the first year and a half of his life. And it was a lot. Yeah. I was breastfeeding. I had a baby, whatever. Eight shows a week, night, late nights. But he said, as much as he kind of was like, damn, I got to be at home with the baby by myself. I was happy. Yeah. Yep. And I remember him saying like, but it was a struggle. Like yeah. the woman he married, he knew my passion. Yeah. And that includes sacrifice on both parts. Mm-hmm. And and you have to hold on to what makes you happy, even within your dynamic of your relationship. And if you're partnering with someone who you know what their passion is, you need to respect and be equally as passionate and supportive of that and be willing to sacrifice. That's a big, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately, you know, we're not really honest about that 
before entering a partnership and what that entails when you add a child. Right. And the idea of who should be doing what and how and mama and wife and and this and that, like just really also have the, the strength to curate your life. Period. Have the strength to curate your life. I love that. That's perfect. That's perfectly said. Period. And I, and I think it's not like, I think we also need to remember, cause I can see the woman that's listening to this podcast right now and is like, I want, I'm not at a stage right now. Maybe my babies are so young and they need me all the second. I'm Mm-mm. not at a stage right now where I can really pour into this real passion project that I want. It's okay. You know what it is? It's one choice today. Just one. Something. Something. I founded birth queen with a six month old and a three year old. Yep. It's one choice today that either makes you happy in this present moment or is a seed planted for your future. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to, you don't have to see it immediately. It doesn't have have to happen overnight. But if you intentionally work to do one, just one simple thing a day that is prioritizing you, you will retrain your brain, your mind, your body, your soul to do that consistently. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you don't have sudden, to wait. You're not, yeah. You know, I think it's both because we sit on opposite ends of that. It was yeah. like Vanessa stopped working, yeah. did motherhood, but then realized, oof, I, I miss work. So what's my passion as a mom and began to plant seeds. Yeah. Right. And lay foundation. I never stopped working, had my kids and kept just yeah. pushing. And but it's it's it's. You can you can do it how you want to do it and how you need to do it. But I don't want any There's no woman, perfect way. No, you just do it that yes. way. But I so there's people that I, I just don't want any mother to be like, oh well now I have little kids, I can't. Yes, sure. you can. Yeah. Right? If you want to, mm-hmm. or you cannot want to. There are women that are very happy being at home and that's exactly. It. That's enough also. Can I just say Yeah, that? being a mom is a Listen, lot, of, lot, of, lot, of, lot of work. I used to have like um, insecurities about saying I was a stay-at-home mom, especially after doing what I had done. Yeah. I don't know. It's dumb. But I think we all kind of deal with that a little bit. Like, it doesn't feel like enough. You are the CEO of that household. You better stop. It's that job... I think there's a statistic that I really actually need to know. No, I think but the it's salary, like, 172000 I think is what they said is valued at. Yeah, and it's like some sort of a crazy amount of time per, of time per day per hour per oh, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no like, but i think they valued it it's a six figure position at, at a minimum cuz <laughs> right. that's, like, that's, that's, that's like that's that's like talking about 9 to 5 you, add- you know and that this is not a 9 to 5 job i'm on call Right. Um, <laughs> right. I'm getting woken up in the middle of the night. And then you add I'm a husband that's weekend. traveling and gone yeah. and has late nights and early mornings. Absolutely. And oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, the, okay. Well, okay. So what, what's our Again, So where, so where do we find you? About. Where do we find you? We'll do more of these. Okay. So you can find me three ways. Okay. okay? Let's get it. V Bryant underscore. Uh-huh. Unleash Summit. Mm-hmm. And the Sophily Spoken. Amazing. Um, I guess the fourth way, if you want to check out Unleash Summit, is to just go to unleashsummit.org. Amazing. Yep. I love you. I love you too. Thanks We're going to go be lunching me. ladies Let's now. Let's go lunch. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs>